0: with your host, Elijah Burr. All right, everybody. What do it do? It is your boy. Thank you for joining me yet again for another edition of Pope's Point of View. Of course, I am your host, a host, your guide and light, your paragon of virtue, your NWA World's Television Champion, the Pope Elijah Burke, and thank you for joining your boy for another edition of the podcast that is known as Forty Five Minutes of Fire and Then Some. So guys, I want you as always to just sit back, relax, buckle up and enjoy this fantastic voyage as we prepare to set sail into the news with the letter Z and there's been no bigger news outside of the wrestling world. Of course, there's been nothing more talked about right now than the whole situation going on with the Royal Family. Um, uh, man, there's a, you got everybody weighing in, everyone's giving their opinion on the matter, uh, and it's just one of those sticky types of deals where no one knows for sure what's what, so everybody on the outside looking in, including the Pierce Morgan and everybody else, I, 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 I don't. No, I, I know the situation is blowing up right now. And um, because it involves Meghan Merkel, who uh, obviously is a woman of color, uh, the situation now has been uh, blown into a race issue. And that may be the case. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it is. But more and more, uh, every chime in, every follow-up on this situation points to racism. And I don't know if that can necessarily be the case uh, with the royal family, per se. Uh, What happened to the days when people just don't like people? And this is not... Uh, uh, particularly uh, involved in this situation with the aforementioned, but given what is happening and the stories that was told by Megan and uh, how she felt and how she felt others felt, but what happened to the days of people just not liking people? Are we living in a time And this is just a question that I want to raise, that whenever there's an issue of someone hating or not liking or not getting along with someone of the opposite nationality, is everything now is going to be racist? Because I have an issue with someone who's white or because someone who's white have an issue with someone of another ethnicity? Uh, I don't know. This is something that we have to look at. This is something that we have to figure out as a, as a people. We're living in, in in this this era, this generation of of such inclusiveness that if I see one little thing on social media that I think can be offensive to me and can bring that view to the forefront for others to see, all of a sudden there's a movement being made about it. Case in point, do you guys remember or did you hear about when Amazon released their new app? And I remember seeing the new, you know, icon on my phone and thought, oh, wow, it's a box, you know, Amazon changed their logo. It's a box with, you know, tape, you know, and, 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 and the, little, the little teeth on the little, tape dispenser, you know, it leaves the little rigid edges, and someone says, ah, this looks like, uh, uh, the, yeah, the you guys know the guy, I don't, what's the guy name with the little mustache? Um, Hitler. So, <laughs> so someone goes, ah, this looks, you know, that looks like Hitler's mustache, all of a sudden, you know, Twitter gets a hold of it. Everybody goes and starts giving their comments and immediately Amazon and and kudos to them and being aware and, you know, they jump on it immediately to change it. And think about that. That's just where we are right now. Um, there, there, there's so much lopsidedness, one-sidedness as well. We're looking through uh, one set of lens. Uh, and in the movement of the way society is moving right now, can you imagine if your boy got on Twitter and um, I said, you know, there was this hot chick walking past me in the gym? Oh, and I just wanted to reach out and grab that, you know, whatever, grab a butt touch or whatever. Right. Um, that might get hit. Get flagged. I might get hit with a lot of sexist comments. I might have people, you know, telling me how, you know, inappropriate it was for me to say that. But if you flip that around and there's a woman saying, Oh, this dude, he was in front, he had such a nice booty. And I just wanted to pinch it. I just wanted, you think that it would get the same type of reaction. It's kind of like I mentioned a previous. Lee, when I talked about Chelsea Handler going out and skiing naked for her 46th birthday. She goes out, covered up, covers up her nipples skis and skis, and is celebrated. You know, love yourself at 46, enjoy your body. But then you let a guy go out there and, 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 and put a cover on his tip and ski butt naked, he's going to be a pervert. He's going to, you know, he's going to be, you know, brutalized, you know, uh, socially from the Internet and whatnot for being, you know, a, a lowlife of doing something like that. But I don't know. That's just, you know, some of the stuff that's going on. I think we have to start weighing in a little bit heavier and not just taking stuff and and, and run, running with it. I don't know what the case is over in Britain. Um, I don't know what the case is with the Royal family, but I do uh, send, you know, the the best wishes to Megan, obviously, who pointed out that, you know, it it had a mental uh, impact on her and and she was contemplating thoughts that, um, you know, no one should. So uh, many wishes to them. And I hope that uh, the situation gets better. And everybody that's on the outside looking in, uh, look, but but shut up. That's kind of how I feel. Everybody want to put the information in and, and put their opinion in and their stamp of approval or not until situation comes down to them. And then they're talking about, mind your own business. What I do is what I, what the hell? Stop putting your business out there then. That's so what happens, right? Well, something else that was put out is that Molly Holly, my girl, will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame part of Class 2021. Pretty cool that Molly Holly is going into the Hall of Fame Um Oh man, I I, I got some stories that I could share about Molly and she is just, she's just the sweetest. That's all I can tell you about her. I I think the last time I saw her, we were at a convention in um, North Carolina and she is just the sweetest thing. Um, I wonder if she watches TV now. Uh, She wasn't watching it back then. She probably doesn't. She's a reader, a very smart individual. Um, very intelligent and um, got a heart that's in the right place, and 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 I have a heart for her. So, congratulations to uh, Molly Holly on her induction into the 2020 class 2021 class for the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, another thing that was making rounds, and I know you guys may have or may not, but I, I share something if you didn't see it, and um, that's because there's been a another memorandum um, of sorts put out there by Vince McMahon, and to all of my boys that are listening to this, that are in the business, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, it's the god-awful, the dreaded, the overused, oversaturated, time and time again, leg-slap. The leg slap has drawn the ire. finally, the ire, finally, of one Vince McMahon. And now he has put it out there that fines will be given. I, for one, think that, that look, it got to start somewhere. And I'm glad that possibly, you know sitting in gorilla position, something happened at some point and Vince just kinda lost it and My, I'm sick of it. You know, he just he just got tired of seeing the leg slaps in the camera over and over again. And I and and and, and uh, your leg slapping when you're kicking, your leg slapping when you're punching, your leg slapping when you're jumping over a guy's back. Like, how many, like, I don't know. It's always been one of those things that really, uh, it just never sat well with me. Now, I'm not telling you I've never leg slapped. The point is, is for you to go and try to find it. When you have the obviousness of seeing these people do this over and over again, you know, in our field of profession, then it takes away from the magic that we're trying to create. I, I, I literally saw a guy jump on a guy's back as he was laying on the ground and smack his thighs. Why? Why? Especially in these empty arenas that we have right now with no noise or, or, or little noise, whatever, or the lack of noise, I should say. So, you know, it's so much... Dude, I I, I share something where y'all saw me and Ziggy when I... Uh, Fought on Primetime Live, and every time I threw a punch, you heard it. You heard it. Pow, 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 No need to slap your legs all the time, fellas. Find a way to put it in. Find a way to lay it in. Make your junk look not just crisp, but sound crisp. Just make it look good. We'll take a good-looking punch, a good-looking kick over a nice-sounding uh, effect to a horrible punch or a horrible kick any day of the week. Okay, so that's something that uh, a lot of folk have been talking about in the news with the letter Z. Uh, Something else that's been in the news, guys. Of course, I shared this with you. I'm going to share it again. NWA, back for the attack. It's coming. We're almost just a week or two away. It's coming. We're almost there. Almost, and we are going to have Um, But I guess when you listen to this, it's going to be the 13th. So we'll be a week away, just about. It's the 11th, as your boy records, as always, Thursday night. But um, we got NWA back for the attack. You guys probably heard the announcement, read it rather, that Crimson will be returning to the ring for NWA. And uh, just recently announced one of your boys, Arch Nemesis. Oh, boy. The big guy himself, the the, the Jurassic uh, Tyrannosaurus, if you will, Tyrus, will be making his debut in the NWA as well, and he will be on hand for the NWA back for the attack. So welcome aboard, uh, old friend Tyrus. It'll be good to see you there, and... um, So we'll see if we pick up where we left off in Impact Wrestling. But if there was anything that was in the news that ruled the news with the letter Z, guys, well, hell, I guess I can talk about it right now. And that's the exploding barbed wire cage match from Revolution. Revolution had a lot of... Good things went down. We saw the return of Sting at Revolution and the street fight. Obviously cinematic. And again, you know, it was what it was. Well put together. Uh, still had a ring and went down in the ring. And that's what caused I, I You know, my only thing about that when it comes to, to gimmick matches and stuff, it has to play into the finish. I always like to have the gimmick win. Okay, you do a street fight, then you kind of want, especially when you're at a just uh you you're at an undisclosed location like that. Then uh, let the pinfall happen in the street. Let the pinfall happen happen anywhere, but inside of a ring, you know. Uh, and and then let some something from that street fight allow it to be the catalyst for the pinfall victory as well. You know, Sting basically did anything that he could have done inside of the confines of a regular match when he actually beat um, your boy Ricky Starts and pinned him. But nonetheless, it was good, always good to see the Stinger in action. They delivered on that. Kudos. But again, guys, it, when you talk about the gimmicks and you talk about the gimmick winning, well, the gimmick for what's been talked about that explosion match, it didn't win. The gimmick didn't win here. The gimmick, uh, the gimmick farted, and I think everybody knows that. Everybody's been talking about it. it's no secret. This is not a burial uh, or, or an attack. It's just talking about the obvious. We all saw it, and um. I even, you know, shared a video, uh, you know, a little compilation of it because it was funny and and we have to be able to laugh at ourselves in these situations. And and with the build up and and, and everybody's going crazy, You gotta get him! you gotta get him out of the ring. What are they doing? Park on they're gonna blow And everybody's building up to that moment and and then it was a fart that was um unfortunately, heard around the world. And I don't know about you, but here's my situation. When Vince does that stuff, man, Vince does walk-throughs. Vince does, if he's burying somebody alive, they're going to walk through it first. When they're going to pull semen on Paul Bear, they're going to walk through it first. Like, everything has to be somewhat, you know, while there's nothing really fail-proof, Vince is going to always make sure that he gets a walk through. Now, I don't know what the situation was in Daly's place with AEW, but um, given the amount of bill for this match and, 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 quite frankly, the amount of money that AEW has, I would have paid, if it were me, I would have paid prior to this event. Earlier that day, I want to see it. Give me a walkthrough, clean it up, whatever, or let's do it off-site at another location. But I want to see this explosion. I think, um, at no fault of their own, but whoever was in charge simply arranged for it to be done and 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 trusting. Uh that what they bought for this occasion and what they had set up would deliver, but if you've never done anything like that, how can you guarantee that it's going to deliver unless you go through a walk through first and That's why I think that a walk through should have been done It may have helped with the situation uh and and then my poor guy, Eddie Kingston, was out there uh and that was great by the way, him running out there the um the, the urgency the, the 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 help his 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 former friend and his now former fro uh foe excuse me uh that was great uh not so great was the good brothers interfering if the good brothers going to interfere in that why would they wait all the way to the end just come out and help in the beginning if, if, if same with Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston going to run out and make the save well they they were in there beating up on your boy for about three minutes before all that happened. Before you decide to come out. So a little bit of stuff, you know, missing there, logically speaking. But again, it was great. Eddie going out there last second, trying to save him. And and and, and, and so what this match did was it made me go back and revisit the Onita versus Terry Funk, you know, in Japan and, and they're exploding. Uh barbed Wire death match and and so they were basically trying to uh reimagine that moment. They were trying to recreate that moment. You know, after Onita had beat Terry Funk uh and pinned him in the middle of the ring, um uh, he and the referee got out and and um once the referee and and Onita was out of the ring, it's still going. The the, the the sirens are going off, and everything is about to explode. There's going to be a major happening, and so Onita, looking at Funk, who is still laying down in the ring, Onita rushes in the ring, and he's slapping tear Funk. He's trying to wake up the Funkster. He's trying to move him, and it's down to ten, and it's down to nine, and he's shaking, and he's slapping Funk. It's down to five, it's down to four, three, and all of a sudden, Onita covers Funk. And the explosion goes off, and the explosions in this open uh uh setting uh, you know, it, it was in a stadium, so that explosion went off, and it did look quite frankly good compared to what you saw in AEW, it looked great, you know. So, this is what they were going for. It's, it's a shame that it didn't um happen. They had the storyline, and, and and the moment that that they were trying to capture was there, but the uh, technical failures just really put a hurting on that um on the overall business of that uh matchup, um, and I think one of the sparklers, uh, I think it hit Eddie Kingston as he would try to explain. I don't know. Cause Eddie Kingston was out. I, I mean, John Moxley was just beat up, handcuffed, hit with barbed wire bats, uh DDT through chairs, and 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 while covered for the massive explosions that didn't happen, he was up on the microphone talking. Eddie Kingston was was, was receiving, you know, mouth to mouth resuscitation from the doctor. And I'm going, What the hell? What in the blue moon? Nonetheless, interesting stuff this past weekend on the wrestling scene. Uh, a lot of stuff, guys, as I said. Uh, was in the news with the letter Z. And there's a lot more that we do have to cover. But first, we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to jump into the WWE Universe. And we're going to talk Monday Night Raw. All right, your boy's back, and I'm back to talk to WWE Universe. And as always, I'm going to jump into Raw. Why I'm not going to talk about SmackDown? Well, normally there's not much going on over there right now that I want to talk about. Still doing the build towards, uh, you know, the Edge and, and, and the Roman Reigns, but we got a pit stop. We got Fastlane, so we got to get that Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns thing in there uh, the for a little bit of time, if you will. The one thing that I did like from smackdown though before i do go to raw is the the new apollo creed the, the nigerian transformation that is taking place i love the look i love him being out there with the twin soldiers of nigeria everything about that whole thing was cool even his accent now he's talking with an accent and and telling the people that it's the way that he originally talked nonetheless flawlessly very good um and I dug it. I really dug it. Only thing I don't dig is when uh, uh, uh a brother like that goes back to his roots and and then his roots is supposed to be what's going to take out another brother. That brother being Big E. I don't know. I don't just talk about the time and the time and the time. But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless guys, to open up raw, we saw the hurt business arrive carrying all the goals and uh we would get a little a backstage moment from Lashley, you know? And, and, and again, I'm, I'm thinking here when old girl Sarah walked up there to ask Lashley, Lashley, a question. The first thing I'm thinking is Lashley, don't speak. Do not have this bad speak. Yes. Lashley can talk, but what is MVP there for? You know, and all of a sudden, just because Lashley's the WWE champion now doesn't mean that he should start memorizing a four-minute promo just because it's really not Lashley's forte. Can he talk? Sure. But I'm just saying he really shouldn't be speaking for himself right now. And if he is going to speak, he should not be speaking for that long, especially when he got MVP standing right there beside him, who just stood there smiling and holding his cane. What's the purpose of MVP? Would Brock Lesnar be speaking that long if Paul Heyman was standing there beside him? Probably not. Now, I'm not saying that MVP is a Paul Heyman. I'm not saying that by far. But Lashley should be managed in the same way that Lesnar was by Paul Heyman, silent but deadly. Let all of his actions... Do his talking and him being Lashley, you know? Uh, uh, Lashley spoke more in this one backstage interview than Lesnar did his entire feud with the Undertaker. Now I want you guys to think about that. Pretty crazy, huh? I just don't think we got to start having Lashley hold all these these, you know, like they open on SmackDown eighteen minutes with Roman Reigns and 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 Daniel Bryan and. And Uso and 18 minutes of talking to start the show. It's pretty crazy. And we certainly don't need Lashley to start doing that as well. But what we would see. And God, obviously, was the rematch between uh, Lashley, the WWE champion, and the former champion, the Miz. And, you know, while Miz was out there in the ring, and, again, Miz is my boy. I have no problem with Miz. Love Miz. We go back. uh, Always have fun seeing each other when we run into each other. But when Miz is out there cutting a promo in his attire, I felt for the first time ever, and this is the God-honest truth, I felt for the first time ever, um, and and I really don't know if it's because of Lashley's commanding appearance or whatnot, but I thought to myself, "Miz, ugh, Miz really don't look like he belong here. Certainly not in this position. It was not coming across believable. Like, uh I don't know. Understand, it's not a knock on the Miz, and, and, and please don't think that Miz has earned." Every single thing up there in the WWE. Okay, but I just couldn't believe him when he was talking or or, or take anything that he said serious while he was cutting that promo in that, especially in that gear. He he looked like an outsider. I guess that's what what I'm trying to say here. Like a kid put on a jersey and some two uh, socks stepping on the court, you know, on the basketball court trying to convince you that he's about to destroy the competition. You know, it's it's almost like that movie "White Man Can't Jump." Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson. If you guys haven't seen it, a lot of you know that that phrase or that, that that title "White Man Can't Jump." But instead of proving you know the title wrong, I believe Miz would prove just the opposite, and that would be the case here as Lashley defeated Miz in in, in convincing fashion for their rematch. The only thing here for me, like I said uh, before. By Lashley looking so physically impressive and 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 Miz not necessarily measuring up standing next to him, I I don't think the match should have been that long. It shouldn't have been that long. For real, for real. So um continuing on raw. Uh it looks like we got the continued bill for that Shane McMahon match. Um, uh, yeah. Remember, you guys told you last week we're going to get a Shane and Braun Strowman from WrestleMania, well, and the bill continues. I just have a nat for, you know, a little niche for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you when you go all the way back, who was the guy that told you that uh, WWE was going to put some virtual people out there in the audience? We've not been through it. Pope. Pope. And I can go... On and on. I don't I don't like I don't like to always pat myself on the back. I don't like to blow my own horn. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna stop telling y'all who was the guy because I done told you too much. I done told you time and time again when your boy go out and say it, it's done. When I told you Otis wasn't gonna hold on to that briefcase, money in the bank briefcase. And that they'll make a story for them to lose it months later. What happened? They did it. When I told you the Miz will win the championship before Mania, what happened? It, it happened. When I told you Lashley will win just one day shy of Black History Month on Monday Raw, it happened. When I told you, I told you, I told you that Christian, nobody was talking about him, and he was going to show up. And lo and behold that happened. But let's get back to the matter at hand here. Shame it man, Braun, Strowman. and um don't have to tell you uh but the match I'm not going to go out on post-prophetic capability. I, I, it's going to be a gimmick match. It's not going to be a straight up match between the two of them. But they're building there. But let's talk about what was going on here specifically when Shane comes out there because Braun Strowman wanted him to come out there and issue an apology. So Shane McMahon would come out there to the ring and he would do just that. He would get in the ring and say, I'm sorry. Look Braun Strowman right in his face and said, I'm sorry, before walking out of the ring and head to the back. But this would not be the end as we see the two of them come back out there. One more time to get things done. And boy, did they have a hard time getting things done in this one. I don't know what was going on, but Shane started talking into the microphone. As was planned, you know, he asked for another mic. Oh. You know, he asked for another mic because he's like, is this mic on? You know, and, and he's like, let me get another mic. The issue here is the mic was on and we heard him perfectly fine. But because it was rehearsed a certain way, and somebody forgot to cut the microphone off, they still went through the motion, and I don't I don't know what was going on, or maybe Shane just couldn't hear himself. But that almost seems impossible, if everybody else could hear him. Um, but uh, uh, he, he would ask for another microphone, and once he got the new microphone, which I don't know, they probably should have cut that one off too because I just got so sick and tired. I don't know, maybe it was just unnerving to just sit and listen to Shane McMahon's heavy breathing into the mic. And I'm like, God, <laughs> you know? I'm like, it, it, it was a little bit uncomfortable. I'm like, Shane, like, bro, you, what's going on? You blown up? You blown up already? Like, geez, then it appeared Braun Strowman forgot his cue because, you know, uh, uh, Shane was stalling, and I don't know if it was waiting on Braun or Braun was waiting on Shane to say the specific line that he was supposed to say, but apparently... Braun Strowman was supposed to say, are you trying to make me look stupid? Which was the cause for Shane to, you know, that's why he was buying time and him because that was the whole purpose of this segment here. That was the whole thing, you know, uh, the, the, to get to that moment. And and Shane couldn't move forward without Braun Stray, Strowman saying, are you trying to make me look stupid? As a matter of fact, Shane walked all the way back down to the ring. And they're trying to, you know, he's trying to remember, and Braun's waiting, and I'm like, oh dear heavens! But they finally got to the uh, uh, that stupid line, you know, you're trying to make me look stupid, and then we finally got to the point of the whole uh, segment here, the whole point of the segment, and that was just that for Shane McMahon to make Braun Strowman look like a stupid, dumb giant. Yikes. Uh, closing out Well uh, we got the D- WWE Champion Bobby Lashley in the main event, as should be. And of course, you know that didn't happen. And I'm interested to see just how many times that's going to happen during this apparent almighty era because we saw what happened during the Kofi era and how many times he main an event and it closed out as the WWE Champion. And y'all get where I'm going with that, right? Nonetheless, uh AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, the main event anywhere in the world, uh, uh you know, they will have a match to close out Raw, which was basically to further Orton's impending match against uh the resurgent uh thing whenever he reappear with probably no burns on his mask, no burn anything. But you know that's coming up. Um for mania. And um in a week of firework mishaps of sorts, it would continue here on Raw as you know Alexa would do her little thing on camera, blow the match out, and all of a sudden the ring posts were supposed to go up in flames in all four corners, kind of like Kane's old interest. But guess what? One of them did not go off, you know, and <laughs> one of them didn't go off, but nonetheless. You got three of them explode, and and then Orton starts spitting up that gooey black stuff, and AJ will come off the rope with the phenomenal forearm to pick up the victory. And it's crazy because some people might go, "Ah, oh, that's a jab." They were, they just did that to throw a little jab at uh, AEW. Nah, guys. Now nah, I, I will I will say one thing. I can probably assure you that Hunter or Stephanie, or even Bruce Pritchard. Somebody has tried to get Vince McMahon to watch that match. And I'm sure Vince was like, you don't care. Which, that's usually Vince. But someone had to literally work on him and convince convince Vince to watch it. And I'm sure Vince watched, he watched it. You know, put his reading glasses on, looked down at his phone. And I'm sure he saw that he, he probably would... <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but I doubt this would lessen his product. Just a jab at someone else And you could bet your bottom Whoever was in control of those pyrotechnics They heard from Vince as well But nah, Vince not going to worsen his product uh, Because obviously That wouldn't make sense But here's what does make sense guys And that's your boy's diet regime That's set forth and made easier By eatsensiblemeals.com Sensible meals is a meal prep Delivery service focused on providing Fresh affordable chef prepared meals With several dietary options the meal plans are perfectly portioned to help you lose weight, maintain weight, or build lean muscle. All of their vendors are USDA, serve Safe and FDA approved. Their 60,000 square feet facility is kept at 38 degrees to keep your food fresh. It's food you like, perfectly portioned, and shipped right to your front door. So guys, head over and visit com. Sign up using code POKE10 for $10 off your first order for meals that are catered specifically for your needs because eating Sensible Meals is the only sensible thing to do. Well, all right, guys, it's that time. where well, we're going to move on away from Monday nights and we're going to jump into... The Wednesday Night Wars and you know what that means seems to be a popular phrase that's been thrown around on Wednesdays. But nonetheless guys, i start off as always I gotta let you guys know how the shows did and man, I gotta tell you I don't know if that exploding dud had anything to do with it or not because again, we just had Christian come over the big signing to AEW they announced that he's going to be live on Dynamite and so you would think that they would keep the momentum from last week 900,000 going in to revolution but post-revolution was not the case for this edition of dynamite while still topping nxt 691,000 which again nxt is always right there not really gaining not really losing but big drop off for aew who would garner seven hundred and forty three thousand viewers this past week so let's brush over nxt real quick not much to talk about there. nxt announced that they were going to have two big announcements ground shaking earth breaking announcements of sorts and one of the announcements was simply that nxt takeover for mania week will be two nights Two nights of NXT takeover, as well as William Regal would introduce the NXT women tag team uh, titles and present those titles to the women's uh, Dusty Classic uh, tournament, the winners of that Dusty Classic tournament, which was. Um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and they were presented with that title but you can't have champions without challengers and Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart would challenge and defeat the inaugural champions on this Wednesday's NXT uh, telecast so that was a huge win for Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart so we want to send our congrats out to them and um, other than that, looking forward uh, to the, the the Baylor and carrying Cross. It should be interesting to see how that whole thing's plays out with those two because I certainly expect for them to pull the plug or pluck up if you will, carrying cross real soon here so he might be there to do some honors for old Finn Baylor, take him to the next level before he head on out. And I'm heading out of NXT now and I'm going straight on over to daily Place. I'm going to jump right into Dynamite. One of the things that stood out on Dynamite was that we saw a great TNT title match with champion Darby All In as he would defeat the the winner of the Revolution, the face of the Revolution, if you will, the guy that grabbed the brass ring, Scorpio Sky Revolution. He would fail in his his uh, title opportunity to go uh, to take away that that TNT title from Darby All In, but it was a good back and forth. A lot of counters in this match. A lot of spots that were great. And it was very good action as to be expected from these two guys. But one thing here, oh, I don't know. And this is not a bad thing. It's just my thing and stuff that I notice. okay? So the match is over with. Darby All-In wins. Scorpio appears headed for the dark side. Not that he's ever really been... On the good side, but he's headed towards the dark side. It appears he would grab Darby all in and put him in an ankle lock on the on the mat. Right immediately following the match, and when you go and you look at that, Darby all in, maybe after two and two point five to three point five seconds, Darby all in is tapping. And it, it begs the question if this can have you tapping that quickly and if that's so dangerous for one to use being Scorpio, why not why wasn't that implemented during you know the match and if it is implemented during the match, will we see that type of, of uh, tapping out? Because it didn't take long for Darby to start signaling, um, you know, he he give. Of course, the match was over with. But that's just something that stands out, if you would. It stood out to your boy. Um, what else did we see here? We saw Sting. It's Sting will have his weekly or every other week interview moment with Tony Schiavone. And and um, Sting will come out there, and Tony saying basically how's good. I wish I could book. Um, I wish I could book Sting. I wish I could book for him. I wish. I. I uh, but 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 we're 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 seeing this, and and guys, what's happening is the effect. The effect is lessening now. That's the reason we got seven hundred and thirty thousand and not nine hundred thousand. The effects were losing it, the luster, and this 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 guy is, is a diamond that we got to keep shined up. God being Sting, of course. So um, Sting will come out and he will talk about his match and how good it felt for him to be back in action and to him, the Darby Allen, to pick up the win, you know, over Team Taz, and then. Sting is interrupted, as he almost always is. But not by Team Taz. Sting was interrupted by Jake the Snake, Robert, and his protege of sorts, his guy, Lance Hoyt. The Murderhawk. And Lance is mad because he said they won't give him any time. The guy's been on television every week. But they're not giving him any time, so he's going to come out there and take time. Well, when he took the time, he didn't take the time to say anything that was worthy of time other than the fact that he didn't get no time, so he was taking time. Now, I don't claim to be a nice guy, but <laughs> and I don't claim to be an extra smart guy, but if you're going to come out and you're going to interrupt and take time, then maybe you want to... Use that time wisely, but nothing was said. So obviously, it was done to ignite, if you will, and to plant and to start now on the path of a sting versus the murder hawk, the murder monster, Lance Hoyt with Jake the Snake Robber. So that appears to be what's next in line for the icon sting. What's next in line? Also, for the newest member of AEW, Christian Cage appears to be Kenny Omega. So we saw some stuff that will go down. I only want to talk about Eddie Kingston coming out there and getting in the ring. I dig Eddie Kingston. I'm glad to know that he's alive and well following the explosion. But how do you walk down in the ring with three guys that, are against you. I keep talking about this. I don't, I don't like the 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 logic, and then you end up you're gonna you you end up swinging anyways. So why walk down to the ring, get in the ring with three guys, you're outnumbered, and then you uh, stand in the corner and you know very lackadaisical and you know okay, it's my time. I'm going to punch him, and then you get beat up. It's like ah. Uh, if, if, if I'm going to go down into enemy territory, I'm going down there swinging off the cusp, okay? I'm not going down there to make myself comfortable until it's time for us to start swinging. Because I may not ever get a chance to swing. You understand what I'm saying? But nonetheless, um, they would do a number on Kingston. Um, Omega would be out in the ring and... Then out come Christian Cage, who takes his time, gets down in the ring, and there's um, gesturing going on and, you know, extensions of hands to be shook. And uh, Omega would go and try to hit old Christian. Christian would try to counter before being pulled out of the ring and saved by uh, his Manager of Source from Impact, Don Callis, but uh, looks like that's going to be what we're going to be getting here with those guys pretty soon. So we got a Christian Cage, Kenny Omega thing been been in the works, working on right now with them. And then lastly, guys from AEW, we're gonna talk about the Inner Circle. We're gonna talk about their 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 their, their, their moment of coming together and the return of Sammy Guevara to the mix as he was out to prove as he's been trying to do for so long to Jericho and everybody that MJF was in there to just take over and and, and turn his back on Jericho. And, and I don't know, guys. Um, it was a nice little moment to close out AEW where it appears the inner circle and MJF has finally uh, c- gotten control over the members, you know, proud and powerful Santana Ortiz and, and Jake Hager. And and they're all going to turn their back on Jericho and, and, and it looks like they're finna attack him because MJF has revealed uh, that, yeah, he has been, you know, plotting, the old evil, dastardly hill plotting behind the face of the other hill, being Chris Jericho, and and when they when they do this thing to where they all turn and face Jericho, and then all of a sudden they turn back. And they turn back, and they all go, wait a minute, you stupid son of a bee. Does Chris Jericho on the microphone. You think that we don't talk to each other every day? We, You think we don't know what you've been up to? And so now Chris Jericho is threatening to kick MJF out of the group, not just kick him out or threaten him. That's what he did, but he threatened that he was going to – Get my old-fashioned inner circle beat down in the process. And MJF cowers. And he goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You guys know the deal. So MJ um, cowers and reveals, wait a minute. I'm, I didn't want to be the leader of the inner circle. I wasn't trying to take over your, your group because I was too busy forming my own. Lights goes out, light comes up, and then what do we have? We have Sean Spears, FTR, Tully Blanchett, and Wardlow all in the ring and it's, it's, it's the X-Men versus, you know, Magneto and the, the other mutants. And we get that clash. So pretty good thing. Pretty cool thing right there. Uh, building towards some more eight-man, ten-man. God knows what else. But, uh, you know, <laughs> gang warfare is taking its place. In AEW, they will continue uh, the beatdown of the Inner Circle. They handcuffed, I'm tired of seeing handcuffs AEW, but they will handcuff Ortiz, they will handcuff Santana. They will do the triple power driver spot with Tully Blanchard coming off of the top rope. Jake Hager was laying out from the busted bottle. Uh, Guevara was put through the chair by Sean Spears, so that just left a bloody Jericho, whom they opened up. Jericho's reaching for his bat. They stop him from getting it. They take him out of the ring. And they put him through an inflatable table. Um, And I'm tired of seeing that across the board, Um, especially when you can't necessarily protect that, that that fall. Uh, the appearance of the fall. Not the fall itself, but the appearance of the fall. It's like, come on, man. You know, he goes through the table, then you get that nice little balloon effect because it's padded. So, But anyways, the story there was very good. Um, it looks like while we're going to have two heel groups, one's going to be the cool, good group to be cheered for. It appears that's the way they're going to go there. Uh, They would put Jericho through the table. As I said, he was a bloody mess. They went off the air with Jericho laying there. Uh, Very good. A good, good story. You know, good nights, it's all about where they're going to take this thing. That's, you know, uh, looks like Tutty's going to be the mouthpiece or, you know, as he's always been kind of outside there, the J.J. Dillon into this new group. We don't know the name of the new group yet. I'm sure they're going to do an announcement and say, well, Wolver- you know, MJF's going to reveal this name of his group on Dynamite. You know, to get the viewers tuned in, rest assured, Jericho um, and, and, and the guys, they'll have some plans. I don't like to see the big bumps like that taken. Jericho, he is no spring chicken. You know, he's been around for a minute. We all know that Jericho, uh, you know, is certainly earned his stripes in this business. And certainly, if not today, he is certainly uh, just a half a day away from being an all-time Hall of Famer because the guy is a legend. And you know who else can become a legend, guys? That's you. But you got to start dressing like a legend. And you can do that by simply visiting or uh, ordering apparel from FutureLegend.com because to be a legend in the future, you got to dress like one in the present. whether that's shirts, shorts, leggings, hoodies, or face masks, Future Legend clothing has all the latest styles to dress you up or down to become a legend in your own right. So follow Future Legend Clothing on Instagram, guys, to stay updated on all of their cool and new releases, and be sure to visit FutureLegend.com using code Ten to get 10% off of your order today. Future Legend clothing, aspire to inspire. Hey guys, everybody's been talking about it. We talked about it a little bit already. It's about time your boy actually reimagined what would have happened when it comes to that doggone on exploding death match at AEW's revolution so guys when I come back from commercial break you know what we're gonna do we're gonna do if Pope had done it what up peeps it's your boy Pope if you are listening and enjoying Pope's Point of View with Elijah Burke be sure to go to Apple Podcasts Spotify Springer Stitcher iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts to subscribe today All right. But we're back, guys, from stationary identification. Always gotta let you know so you can let somebody else know. And if somebody's listening that don't know what now, they know where you can catch a boy at. Where you can listen to the 45 minutes of fire and and invite some friends to do the same because you guys have made this thing work. You've made it tick, and I appreciate you for making us a five-star podcast and making it your one-stop destination for your wrestling entertainment. Hey, guys, also, if you haven't known, your boy got a charity, Love Alive Charity, over at love-alive.org. Be sure to head over, look into my charity, see what your boy is doing in the community to make a difference, to be the change that we wish to be in this world, and I am inviting you to join your boy in this crusade The battle is never over. It's a fight every single day. So I appreciate it if you guys do that. Hey, guys, check this out. The stimulus bill has been passed. The relief bill, the rescue package, whatever the hell you want to call it. But the key word there is stimulus because those checks... Should be coming your way. So it's very cool for a lot of people that are in need, that have been suffering, man. Let's get those checks out there to them. Let's um, make it happen. And I'm Biden this on top of it. And it looked like it's about to be happening. But, guys, another thing that's about to be happening is the fact that I'm about to make your co-captain of this fantastic voice shiver for just one quick moment when I say, Come in! Hit the music! Well, all right. Okay. (laughs) Hey. All right. So, you guys already know I tipped the my hat to it just a little bit ago. I told you we're gonna talk about that dog on the spot and death match. Now we're not gonna talk about the actual match itself. We're gonna talk about the explanation of the match that came on this Wednesday night's dynamite. Now, a lot of you guys have sent me messages. You you sent me DMs and and, and the list goes on and you're like, Man, Pope, how would you handle this situation? It's an embarrassing situation. But how do you move on from this? How do you handle it? Well, guys, I'm just going to explore this with you right now. I'm going to paint it for you and show you how your boy would have done it. Now, the first thing is first. We just wouldn't have addressed it. There's been time and times again when things have happened in wrestling. Sometimes you just ignore it. That's number one. Number two, if you don't want to ignore it, then you address it. But you address it from a business standpoint and not from a storyline standpoint. Address it, be real, with the audience and say, hey, look, this happened. And we'll make sure it don't happen again and we're moving on. But in today's world, you can't just move on because stuff like that will live in infamy. It doesn't matter how many times you try to get it blocked or pulled. That footage on the internet, it's going to live. If it's on the internet one time, it's going to live almost instantaneously forever forever. So, the way your boy would have done and handled this information about the explanation of the exploding barbed wire death match, is real simple. Kenny Omega has been working hand-in-hand with Impact, okay? And Impact has some senior VPs, one being Don Callis, and you got the president, and, and um, I, I, I can't remember his name, what's the guy name over there in Impact Wrestling? Um Scott Scott D'Amour. Or Scott Damore, I guess that's the way it's called. So yeah, so we've been seeing Don Callis and Kenny Omega going back and forth doing all their stuff. But the one person we have not seen is Scott Damore. Now when all of this stuff goes down on revolution and we heard the aftermath of John Moxley saying, Kenny can't build a ring for nothing. Well, we know Kenny ain't building a ring because you, know, you got people out there that's watching and we see the people come put all the stuff around the ring. Not Kenny. Okay? And, and so we know that. So we have to not insult the fans' intelligence here. What I would have done, though, storyline-wise, is I would have had Kenny out there in the ring Since we're gonna put it on the hill anyways, as what they did, but I actually had Kenny out there in the ring, pissed off, not yelling uh, uh, lies, talking about we fooled you. Well, we made we made we made you look like a fool. You thought it was gonna explode. That was the wrong way to go. What they should have did, Kenny should have been pissed off that the ring didn't explode. And destroy his opponent because that's what he built it for, quote unquote. That's what the whole purpose of it was. Not to embarrass him. You wanted to blow him up. You wanted him to be scarred. So Kitty should have been pissed off. And Don Callis should have been pissed off. Like we don't understand. We had a full proof. It was full proof. We went through it. We know what was supposed to happen. And then all of a sudden, it would have been a great time for them to introduce Scott Demore to the programming, whether that was live or whether it was done through a video feed. And Scott Demore could have came on, and said, "Look, guys, you know we're all in this together, Don Callis. You're my partner, Kenny. We love you at Impact Wrestling." But you are not Impact Wrestling. You are the AEW World's Champion. And you know what? We're tired of having our name, you know, diminished at the hands of the Forbidden Door, Tony Khan. So since he wants to make fun of us and buy time on our TV show for his little infomercials, then guess what? We wanted to do something to make him Feel what we feel when he's trying to be little less. So you want to embarrass us? Well, look who's the embarrassment of the wrestling world right now. That is what should have been done. And now you continue the interpromotional war and bill to a win worlds collide pay-per-view. So now it's like, holy crap, it was Impact Wrestling. It was Impact Wrestling who caused that to happen. And now Kenny got a choice to make whether he stays with his company, AEW, as far as representing them, or he stands by Impact Wrestling as he's been doing with the guy, or his guy, Don Callis. But nonetheless, guys, either way you do it, it's already done. Not really a right, not really a wrong way. However, your boy said it that way because I feel. It's the best way, and it would have been that way, but it didn't. You know why? Because your boy didn't do it. For something like that to happen, I got to do it, and that's why I did it. Right here on If Pope Had Done It. Come in! Hit the music! <music> guys oh man it's always so interesting and it's always great even for your boy when i have those moments to where i just dive right in off the top off the cusp if you will uh, of my thoughts and i just give you the raw version of what i'm thinking right here right now right then and there that's just how i do it man i just jump right on in and i just go right along with it and um I take you guys along for that ride, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it, as you always do. I hope that your week has been well. I hope that what you're looking forward to in the upcoming week is even better, and I hope that you continue to join your boy each and every week right here to take a ride on the Fantastic voyage that always takes you, in not just any direction, but certainly the best direction when it comes to understanding the business of professional wrestling. But speaking of direction, guys, unfortunately, it's that time. Yep, it's that time where we must turn and set sail in the opposite direction. But be ye not weary, be ye not dismayed. Your boy shall return same place, same time, right here next week again. So for the deacon to the God and Light, the co-captain of the Fantastic Forage, Alakon Conman House, and for your host of hosts, your God and Light, your Paragon of Virtue, your NWA World Television Champion, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and always remember, if you can't change the people around you, then change the people around you. The people around. The people around.